Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlositev, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my lovely co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitep. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So we are so excited to share our next guest with you all. Her name is Avanti, and she is from Creative Pencil Studio. Creative Pencil Studio is a creative production studio that brings your product-based business to life through video animation. You may have heard about them because they are the sponsor for this episode, as well as the episode before this and the next episode after this. So Avanti, welcome to the Product Boss Podcast. Thanks so much. I'm so happy to be here. We're so excited to have you. So I know our client or our listeners have been hearing a lot about your business lately through our podcast, but I wanted you to share with our listeners a little bit more about Creative Pencil Studio. Sure. So Creative Pencil is a boutique production studio that helps your brand come to life through art and animation. Um, So we we specialize in short form stop motion animation um, and we love mixing physical objects with digital graphics to really make your video pop online. Um, The purpose of the studio is to really showcase your brand and your product or your service in a creative and memorable way. So we really hone in on making it pop on social media, on on your platform, um, whether it's your website or your blog. Uh, We really want people to stop in their tracks to see this video, (laughs) especially because the art and animation um, is something that not a lot of people are doing for product videos. Um, So mixing that is something that we do here. Um, And the studio is two years old. Um, I have clients ranging from solopreneurs, startups, nonprofit organizations, um, and go from uh, legal, finance, medical, uh, health, fitness, lifestyle, beauty, and fashion. So we've got a really wide range of um, people that we work with. So it's really interesting. All our clients, um, they have really different ways to um, interpret their brand and their products. So it's really fun for us to work with the different uh, mix of of, of businesses and brands. It's so exciting. Um, we were so thrilled when we met you because we thought this was just like that ding, ding, ding. <laughs> this is what our listeners need. So tell us about how your creative journey began. Oh my gosh. So I originally, so I'm Australian. I'm from Sydney, Australia. I moved to LA four years ago. I was actually a corporate uh, lawyer. So I was not doing anything related to animation or creative arts, uh, nothing, nothing at all. Um, Basically in 2014, my husband and I got married and he was already living and working in LA at the time. And we were doing a bit of long distance and, you know, I just said, "Let's, let's do it. Let's move over to LA. So that's what brought me here. As soon as I moved over, I had a few legal interviews. Um, I was interviewing for everything corporate under the sun. So, um, you know, it was, I wasn't even looking to get into the creative field. 
Um, but this happened like three, four months later. I was still interviewing. I was coming across a problem, which was basically I had the qualifications in terms of legal qualifications, but I didn't have the, uh, the California bar exam certification. So I wasn't licensed to practice as a lawyer in California. So every interview I went to, they were like, yeah, this is great, but you need to pass the bar exam. So, yeah, as I said, so three or four months later, I was so frustrated. Also, at the time, I wasn't able to work on a certain visa, so I had to get sponsorship. So, basically, they were telling me, you can't work until, unless you've passed this exam. So, I bit the bullet. I said, okay, I'm going to study for this really, really hard exam, <laughs> a three-day exam where I, was, I had to memorize 16 legal subjects in three months, basically. I uh, started studying um, 10 hours a day for, the, for three months. While I was studying, I was drawing all my notes to help me memorize. So I was drawing infographics, cartoons, <laughs> you name it, just to help me figure out what was going on in this exam and to help me remember my notes. So I took the exam. I waited for my results. I got my results. I had failed. So I'd failed this exam that I had spent so long on, so much time and energy had gone into, you know, creating these notes and memorizing. And, and basically I was back to square one. I had no job offers, no um, way to work. I was still, you know, frustrated and trying to figure out what to do. So I finally started, I had two options basically. I could take the exam again and a lot of people do. They take the bar exam many times. And I just thought, why go through that torture again and again when I don't even know if law is something I'm really passionate about. I'm kind of just doing it because I've done it for five, six years. Or the other option was just to take a bit of time and to figure out what I wanted to do and what the next step was. So my husband, the poor thing, he's like, you do whatever you want. You know, I went through so many meltdowns to figure out what was happening um, and what I really wanted to do and what I was passionate about. And during that process, I started looking, I was cleaning out all my notes because I just wanted to get rid of them and get them out of the house. But I was cleaning them out and I saw the notes, I saw the infographics and I thought, this is, I've spent a lot of time on these, like I've basically drawn them from scratch and I don't want to chuck them out and what if I need them again? So I went to Staples, I got myself a drawing pad, a Centic uh, bamboo drawing pad, and I just started doodling. I just started retracing the notes, um, making them a bit more cohesive because I thought, you know, next time I sit the bar exam, I'm going to, you know, make, it's going to be great. I'm going to pass and I'm going to memorize the whole thing <laughs> and make it, you know, make it so that I don't, you know, um, I, I have them all in one, one place because they were all scattered. So by the end of that process, I had 16 mini ebooks that I had made of just pictures uh, summarizing the law. Um, so everything from real property to intellectual law, uh, intellectual property law um, to criminal law. So I had drawn out these little cats and dogs um, in police costumes and that had done this whole thing where I had all these notes right in front of me. Long story short, I pitched this idea to an agent um, and he was like, you need to get this on a blog straight away because if you want to sell these ebooks to law students or lawyers, you need to actually get them online. And that's how I started learning. I taught myself how to you know, work Photoshop. I, I figured out how to use InDesign and I had time. So <laughs> I had a lot of time to just figure out how to use all these um, tools and then through that process, I started this blog. I called it The Picture Book People, uh, where we demystify the law one picture at a time. So then I started blogging every, every other day. Um, and that got a bit of traction and started getting attention from legal firms. They wanted me, I, I got approached by a few firms and they wanted me to do infographics for them. 
and that just the ball started rolling um and then we got a few more offers from legal firms accounting firms <laughs> real estate agents who all wanted these visual blogs they ranged from blogs to just pamphlets that they wanted to give out to their clients and then one day a law firm came up to me and said can you animate and i said yeah i can <laughs> i had no idea how to animate i had no idea how to use after effects or any of the other tools i had only used photoshop but i said yeah i'll figure it out so i did it was the most basic animation it, i cringe every time i look at it right now but it was um it was it was done so i did i did it in a week uh, they had given me a week to do it I put it up and then I thought, okay, I really need to learn how to do this properly. I'm just teaching myself. And then, yeah, then I applied for a stop motion animation internship in LA and they were amazing totally wing and just let me learn the, the studio, like everything about the studio, the inner workings of the studio. And after that, I think I got the confidence to go, yeah, this is something that I can really do. And that's how Creative Pencil started. <laughs> so then I started just freelancing for a lot of different entrepreneurs. Um, and then, yeah, this, like, this is two years ago. So since then, I've just been growing the studio. I have two freelancers that work for me and assist me. I'm just hiring a permanent assistant. So um, it's very scary and exciting at the same time because I do need help now. Um, but yeah, it all kind of started from failing at something, which I think is really important because I came to LA thinking I'm going to be an entertainment lawyer. I'm really happy at being in corporate, doing what I do and what I did back in, back in Sydney. But yeah, some things you, sometimes you are put against a wall and you really just don't know what to do except do what you're really passionate about. And I think that was so important in this case because I wouldn't have never even explored that side of my personality and creativity if it wasn't for failing at something that I thought I wanted to do. <laughs> so. Yeah, failing at one thing, we become really successful at another. Um, that's so interesting. So what happened with those eBooks? What happened with that? Uh, the <laughs> Do you know what? It's all sitting on the website right now. It's called the Picture, uh, Picture the Law. I changed the name to Picture the Law. They're just sitting there, to be honest. And that's the next step. Like, I really want to um, push that project out at some stage. Um, I'm kind of in that process where I need help to do that. So I think my assistant and I are going to sit together and um, just figure out how to push that project out because it's, I feel it's my first baby. Yeah. So I'm neglecting it and not doing anything about it. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. You should just self-publish and have it on Amazon and it could be like a study guide creative yeah. legal or something i don't know yeah absolutely <laughs> it's it's definitely um it's always at the back of my mind um to do something about those cuz yeah it was how it all started <laughs> that's incredible i had two i had cousins i had two cousins taking the bar in california during my wedding yeah and their brother or sister the brother came and failed the bar. So he came to my wedding yeah. and failed the bar. My yeah. cousin I'm closer with the girl cousin she didn't come cuz she had to take the bar exam and yeah past and so I always feel a little bit guilty oh no it's such a hard exam and like it's so stressful three days you're stuck in this convention center um you know people study for a, a year or two years and and they start studying from it from law school so I was basically like yeah three months sure let's just do it and it yeah. was it's hard it is a hard exam and you really want to be a lawyer after that like you don't want to do anything else because you've spent your whole life trying to cut you know prepare for this moment <laughs> But I think that I think like the strategy and just the way your brain works probably helped you. I mean, who learns, who teaches themselves animation? Like, oh yeah, I could do animation. 
sure. <laughs> you know what? Like I never regret going to law school or doing any of that because you, the discipline you do get, um, and just in terms of working as an entrepreneur, you really need a certain level of discipline and, and any education is never wasted. Like you, it, I know a lot of people who start off doing engineering and then become dancers or do something, you know, completely different and everything has a purpose. And I think you're right. Like that discipline, um, just talking to different clients. Like I remember my days at Amex, I had to deal with all these different issues, which again, now I'm kind of, you know, it's full circle because you do do contracts and, and intellectual property always comes through somehow. So yeah, absolutely. It's all, it all comes back to you. (laughs) So interesting. So we want to dive into how our listeners that are product-based businesses can use video and especially, you know, stop motion animation, or tell us about the types of videos that you do and how, how our listeners could use them. Sure. So I'd love to start off by saying like video is everywhere at the moment. Um, everyone talks to you about having a video. Everyone talks to you about, uh, you know, producing a video and you just think, where do I start? Um, so I just wanted to kind of give your listeners a bit of an idea of how important video is right now. And it's, it's always been around, but for the for some reason for the last two years, it's just really popped up. And it, I think it's because um, of the of different mediums that we are using, um, Facebook, Instagram, uh, even Pinterest has started video now so it's everywhere (laughs) and so here are a few statistics just to think about embedding video in emails leads to a 200 to 300 percent increase in click-through rates wow Um, yeah it's crazy um so everyone needs to have video in their email which is something that even i don't do um including a video on your landing page can increase your conversion by 80 percent um so you know when people come on and they see what your product is or an explanation about even if it's a 10 second explanation they're engaged already Um, and it's very hard to stray away from a video when something's playing like even when you're at home if there's something going on in the background you your instinct is to go and just check it out what's going on Um, and then another one is video posts on Facebook have 135 uh, greater organic reach than photos so if you put up a video even if it's a Facebook live like a selfie video of yourself um, a selfie video of you just walking and talking about the product that itself is great just to have um, more than a photo Um, but it's overwhelming like everyone I talk to all my clients they think oh when I think of video my heart just sinks because it's just this whole commitment so three takeaways from these statistics are that video is a branding tool for your business it's basically what you're going to use to explain to your clients, to your audience, what your product is, what your services are um, in a unique way because you can't talk to everyone on the phone. You can't um, communicate with them on a one-on-one basis. So the video is really something that you can utilize um, and it's a powerful tool to get your message across. But coming from these statistics, what we can see is videos need to be memorable, they need to be emotive, and they need to be shareable. So How to do this really depends on a few things, which we can talk about right now, but that's what I talk to my clients about the most. When you're thinking about video, think about the purpose. Don't just create a video for the sake of creating one because in the world we live in, the digital world, everything changes so quickly that if you create a video just for Instagram or just for uh, Facebook, it's not going to reach the people or it's not going to really communicate exactly what you want to the the maximum amount of people. So really think about the purpose of the video. Where do you want your audience to go after they watch your video? 
where are your people hanging out? <laughs> Which platforms are they hanging out on? Don't create a, a, an Instagram video if all of your audience is on Facebook. So there is a lot of um, strategy and understanding of your clients, your audience that goes before it goes into this before you even start producing a video. And that's what I really like to help my clients. Um, and I'd love to talk to you guys about too. So yeah, like I think those three are the main things. Keep your videos memorable, emotive, and shareable. And then having the call of call to action is what we usually call that and purpose. Uh, Absolutely. So Absolutely. keeping your call to action in mind at the very beginning. I love those. Memorable, emotive, and shareable. Absolutely. Yeah. And then how do they do that? Can you dig into that further? Absolutely. So how to make your video memorable, emotive, and shareable. So let's just go through those quickly. So memorable, you need to make an impression on someone. So when I think of the videos that have really made an impression on me, I think of the Red Bull video. I don't know. I can't remember um, when it came out. I can link to this in the show notes, but the first time I saw it, it was just so simple, um, clean graphics, animation. I Every time I think of Red Bull, I think of that video. So that has stayed with me for so long. And that's what we want your audience to think about when they see your, your product or they think of it's your product, they need to think of you straight away. So when they see your video, they need to take something away from it and go, ah, oh, that is really cool. Or they need to have that imprint in their memory somehow. So we need to work on that <laughs> when we're producing the video. The next thing we need to do is create an emotional connection. So your emotional connection is anything from a laugh, a smile. It can be as simple as a smile. So when they see your video and they go, ah, or they like what they see, they're shocked. Sometimes something popping out of a box can just create an emotion that they don't even expect. So anything unexpected, um, you know, anything, anything that really surprises them, that's what we want to get out of the emotion um, from your video. So try to make that connection early on. Um, I'll talk about the length of the video too, but you really only have six seconds to engage your audience. So that emotional connection has to be really clear in that six seconds. I love the element of surprise um, and stop motion works very well with that. And that's what we at Creative Pencil specialize in, which I'll talk to you about in um, a bit more detail. But emotions that really work well are happiness. <laughs> you want to make people happy when they see your product or surprise. Um, that Those two work really well. So emotion can, emotional connection is important. Then you have shareable. Like how many times have you told your friend about a product or uh, shared something on Instagram? That's what you want. You want people to talk about your product because at the end of the day, if we didn't have any of these digital digital platforms or uh, our blogs and our websites, people talk to each other. (laughs) They tell each other about things. So I listen to a lot of contemporary music. The only way I actually figure out what's going on is by people telling me about these music videos. Like I don't have time to go online, but people tell, talk to me about them. So this is how I learn about new things and how I go on YouTube and find stuff. So we're not on YouTube all the time. So we don't know how to, you know, we can't be searching for different products all the time. So we need to rely on people to really share that message and communicate that idea. So shareable is so important and we can really tie that in with the call to action at the end. So we can help people share that video. Um, So these things are something you can actually embed. um, These techniques are things you can use when you're producing your videos. So that's why I like to address them at the start. 
um, when people are thinking about producing a video. So just to recap again, memorable, make people, uh, you know, think about your video, make people remember you, um, emotive, make people laugh, make people cry, make people, you know, surprised, <laughs> surprise them. Um, and then shareable, make people talk about your video. Um, so those, yeah, those are the main three things and we can go deeper into how to do this. So I have a random question for you guys. Okay? This is totally random. You made me think of it because, you know, with a shareable and talking about certain products or talking about videos, do you guys know who Carly B is? Carly and it, B. Cardi B. Cardi? Is it Cardi? <laughs> Are you talking oh, about the rapper? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my I sisters love were like talking about Cardi B and I was like, who's that? And they're like, yeah how do you not know who that is? And then my brother-in-law, who's a stay-at-home dad, I was like, well, it's because I don't get out much and <laughs> home. And he's like, I live with two little kids at home all day and I still know who that is. So I just thought, <laughs> I wanted to see if you guys knew who that was yeah, <laughs> to yeah. show my sisters today that, hey, Jacqueline and uh, Avanti don't know who that is either, but <laughs> you guys I do have, know. <laughs> I've only known who she was for like the last two weeks because she's been on my new- news feed about being pregnant. So she's doing a lot of like, press, I think. And she's doing a big press push so that I literally could never tell you a song, nor do I even know. I think, I guess, I think she's a musician is what my assumption is based on her outfits. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is that's how I feel. That's exactly who I was thinking of when I was saying that, because that's how I knew that she had a new film clip out. Cause someone's like, have you seen Cardi B's new film clip? So there you go. go. (laughs) So it's that, it's that idea of like the shareable and that people are obviously when celebrities or products do a big push, they might be hiring like a PR agency. That's when you start to see them. Like we were talking about the girl from Quantico. She was literally yes. on every channel yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Exactly. And, then, and then I think she was at the Royal Wedding. So it really, yeah. she like capped it off. Totally. totally. That's exactly <laughs> but, but then like, then there's, there's chatter and people are starting to talk about it. So ultimately that's what you're doing. Exactly. I was trying to come up with um, like, memorable, emotive, and shareable, and then call to action, like what that would sound, mess, but I couldn't find I was thinking that too. I was thinking (laughs) mess and I thought, oh, that acronym mess, it's probably not, I don't know, like, but that's exactly what I was thinking when I was thinking like something to remember. It could be, yeah, it could be mess and it could be memorable, emotive, shareable, and like um, subscribe or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But anyways, maybe, maybe our listeners will figure this out and let you all know what we can. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then I put down delight. I like it when I delight my customers, you know, like that surprise mixed with the happiness. The word for me is like delight. I like how, yeah, getting people to talk about it. I love when you said to make an impression for memorable because don't we all love to make an impression, you know, like just saying that is just like, I like those are the things people do share. So it all goes together. It's just great. It's a great mess. (laughs) (laughs) What a glorious mess. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to dig into this a bit more. Um, So in terms of, should we treat this as like a coaching to Mina into digging into it? Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. And yeah, we can do that because the branding book, I've taken a lot from this anyway. So we can just use this. um, And those things are script, medium, visuals, music, length, SEO, hashtag. So yeah, let's do that. We can go through. Yeah. Because we were thinking that it'd be a cool idea to do little labels and um, put and think about how we would do little labels and turn that into a video and actually deciding what kind of video you would create for little labels. 
Yeah, let's yeah. do it. And Avanti actually has a branding book since you brought that up, the branding handbook. So if you are interested in doing a video, you can definitely chat with her through that handbook. And she's going to be doing that with me right now for low labels and to see what kind of video we can do. So shoot. Awesome. All right. So how to make your video memorable, emotive, and shareable. The first thing you need is a script. Now, the script is a hero. It's the hero of your video. Like, you need to um, give it the most attention out of anything. Like, don't think about colors, branding, aesthetics. Let's leave that to the side for now. Let's just think about your message. Because a video is a chance to share your message, talk about your products, your benefits, the, the services that you provide. So this is your one chance to just blurt out everything you want about this, about your brand, about your product. So you have to really make it succinct. Um, write down, I think the best thing to do, I always suggest to write down bullet points because writing out big sentences and paragraphs, it, it's time consuming and it, it's overwhelming. So get a piece of paper. And just write down the bullet points of your business. So things like, what do you do? Who, what, when, where, how? So that's like what I suggest to start with. Who you are, what you do, why you do it even, because that's the problem you're solving. Um, How you do it. So, you know, whether it's your brick and mortar or a digital store, and then your call to action. So how you're going to get people um, or what you're going to do to get people to where you want them to be. So let's talk about that, Rina. Um, your script, we're not going to do a, a, you know, go through the whole script today, but what's your call to action? Like when, what do you want people to do when they see your video for little labels? Um, really, when I was initially thinking about doing a video, I was thinking of it more as a touch point. You know how they mm-hmm. say there's like seven touch points until they convert to a real customer or they convert to like a sale. Yeah. Um, so really, I just want to reinforce that brand and, you know, show that it's fun and easy. And really, um, I think my two core benefits is that it's safe and it's easy. So basically it's for moms who love easy is what I like to say. Um, So busy moms who love easy and it's waterproof labels for daycare, camp, and school for busy moms who love easy. There's plenty of moms who don't love easy. So I know like some people, they hear that and they're like, but every mom loves easy. That's not true. No. My sister does not love easy. She loves complicated. <laughs> Lord help me if she hears this podcast episode. <laughs> no, but see, that's great because you're already niching down to your target audience because you want, you and you. this is exactly what the script does. It really um, starts molding uh, your video to the people that really need to see it because um, we don't want to cater to everyone and, you know, everyone under the, under the sun. We want to cater to the people that are going to buy your product. Um, so this is a great exercise to, and I've written down here, safe, easy, um, for mums. Um, mums is an important thing as well. So market, um, who you're targeting, um, target demographic, where they're located as well. So when you do think about this script, think about where your audience is, where do mums spend the most time? So when they're at soccer practice and scrolling through their Instagram, are they on Instagram? Are they on Pinterest? Are they on Facebook? Um, so this is this type of um, research you kind of do when you're starting to think about your script. And yeah, so I would suggest write down a bullet point list of all the keywords. Again, like don't think about sentences right now. We're, all we're doing is just writing key points like we did safe, easy, mums, um, and then write down a call to action. Like what do you want them to do? Uh, where do you want them to go? It can be a catchphrase. Like this is really safe. 
salesy, so don't use this, guys, but buy now. <laughs> or, but that's, that's exactly what you want them to do. So you can write that down as, you know, your little note um, at the end because you want people to go to your Instacart or they, you want them to go to your Amazon. Um, but keep that in mind when you are doing the script and having that starting from the bottom. So normally, you know, organically we start writing a script from this is me, this is what I do. But for this, we're going to actually start from the bottom and say, where do we want people to go? <laughs> and where do we want people to yeah. um, look, look I probably them. would say Amazon. Yeah. You know, um, I don't do, I'm not too heavy into Instagram or Pinterest or Facebook to know which one is the best one. Initially, yeah. I would say Instagram, though that's not brought me any sort of sales or conversion. Yeah. But Amazon is like my type of mom. She pays for convenience. She loves the two-day prime. Yeah. Um, gosh, I heard this really uh, cute thing the other day that the this one mom's strategy for summer is something like, it was like one, two, and then three was Amazon Prime. Like that's oh, her strategy, <laughs> you know? So I thought that was really cute because I thought, yeah. oh, that's my type of mom. That's exactly. me and, you know, and um, and then the mom that I serve too, so. Exactly. And I, I totally agree with what you're saying. And the best things to always do, I think of these bigger platforms like your website, Amazon, people where you want people to actually convert into into sales. Um, so don't think about social media as your end game um, because it's just a tool that you use to promote your website or your um, Amazon platform or basically your, your cart, your shopping cart. You're using social media to promote where you want people to actually buy your products or to get your services, um, which is a big, um, you know, fallacy. When I'm talking to people, they always really want to make gifts for social media or they really want to get likes, they really want to get followers. But I just say like uh, animation is such an investment that you don't want to create this huge production, <laughs> this, this piece. You don't want to go through that, you know, or, or do all that just to create this 30 second GIF um, that's going to be, you know, rotating through the algorithm. So you really think about directing all your effort into your your house your 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 platform your um the house i say your blog that's where you live um or your amazon or where people or your shopify you know so direct people to that place where it's stable it's yours um it's not rented space um so yeah so this is this is great so this is exactly what i do with all my clients what i'm doing with me now we go through exactly what uh, the surface you know going through what, the who's, what's, when's, how's and why's of your business. So that's step one. Once we've done that, now it's time to think about your video in terms of visuals. So there's a few different ways we can do this. We can go down the live video route where you have yourself in the video or what we do at Creative Pencil is more product-based um, product production. So this is where we will talk about GIFs, boomerangs, <laughs> uh, 2D animation, 3D animation, stop motion, and mixed media. So before I start, uh, Mina, do you have an idea of what type of look you want for your video? Um, is there anything that pops out to you? Um, is, anything, is there anything you resonate with or you've seen in the past that you think, oh, I would love to use this style to represent little labels? Um, I've seen ones that are like the actual products. So then let's say my package of products and then doodles around it would be really mm -hmm. cool. Like, you know, binkies and yeah. I don't know, like teddy bear or something. Um, since I have uh, bottle labels, maybe like showing an actual label. I don't know if this is actually yeah. 
able, if you're able to do this tech wise, (laughs) you know, putting a label on a doodle bottle or something, you know, having it on there and the name written on there. And then also when you send your kids to daycare, you're labeling their clothes and their blanket and their um, stuffed animal. And then you're putting it on the care label usually. So like doing, you know, showing that going onto there. And then it could be like, I was thinking of video about daycare prep. And then, yeah, you know, absolutely. going into like a bag and then some stuff stays in the cubby, but we can't, you know, like we don't have to go into the whole cubby thing, but yeah, you know, packing yeah. for daycare, like prepping for daycare because awesome. it'd be the bottles, the blanket, the clothes and the um, binky. That would be so cute. <laughs> <laughs> such a cute video. All right. So that's great. So what I can do is walk through the different types of mediums um, and what we do here at Creative Pencil as well. So to give you a bit of an idea. So let's start with the basics. Um, a GIF. So a GIF, for anyone who doesn't know, it's called a graphic. It's The definition is a graphics interchange format, which no one uses. It's either a GIF or a GIF. <laughs> um, basically what it is, it's a series of images put together that look like they're moving. So usually we have about four even five frames, not more than five frames. And it's just, if you think about, um, you know, product moving from static, it changes direction. It might go back to being the the first position. It really basic movement of photography. Um, And it's pretty simple to do and it doesn't take that long to produce. It's great for social media. So I always suggest if you're on a, um, a smaller budget, Um, just go for the GIF because it's the best way to communicate what your product is because people see it. It gives a bit of movement to the product. So people think, oh, this is, it's moving. (laughs) Anything moving is very exciting. Um, And so, and on social, it's great because on the Instagram, people scroll through it. They scroll back. Um, It's a great medium for any type of um, quick, quick and dirty social media trick. That's what I like to call it. Um, We can use products to do it. Products is the best way if you use your physical product, but you can also do it with services. So if you have a hairdressing salon, um, I did this for a client. I got a blow dryer. Um, I painted it yellow because that was their um, branding colors like dry bar. Like if you think of dry bar, the branding for that, uh, we basically got a hairdryer and moved it around a couple of times. And that was it. That was the gift. And then we just had some text overlay really simple, really effective. Um, So that's something that we do at Creative Pencil and I can go through the prices um, towards the end. But that's a really good way to just get a video out, just getting some content out to put out in the world. (laughs) So that's a gift if you need something quick and dirty. Now, Boomerang, everyone has on their phone. I think that's like the cheapest way to get something across because it's it's so quick and it's just a loop again. Um, that's, again, a really easy, quick and dirty way of doing things. That's the, Those are the two great things that are working on social at the moment for a really low price. So, I mean, Boomerangs are free. You can do them yourself. And a GIF, we can do them as well for a lower price. Now we're moving into 2D animation. Basically, 2D animation is um, what we use to describe the movement of two-dimensional graphics. So this could be images, uh, typography, photographs, um, anything two-dimensional that moves on your screen to create a motion that's called 2D animation. (laughs) So within that category, we've got three things. We've got motion graphics, which again, very similar to what I described, typography. So we can have your logo, um, text, overlay, uh, basically anything that isn't an image or a drawn image is considered motion graphics. So we've got um, 
anything really from trees to <laughs> logos to your product images. So we can use, that's kind of uh, ducktailed into the, the motion graphic uh, bubble. And then we've got traditional cell animation. I think Disney when you think of <laughs> traditional cell animation. So we, you know, think of Beauty and the Beast, uh, Little Mermaid, the older Disney animation um, technique where you have drawn uh, frames that move as you go along the, the timeline. And oh my goodness, this takes ages and ages and ages, but looks amazing. Like it, the, the effect of 2D animation is just stunning. Um, it does take a long time to produce. So we've, I, I did one about two months ago and it took me nearly two months to do. <laughs> so it's um, a labor of love, but it's gorgeous. Like the effect that you get with 2D animation, it's so personal, um, especially who depends on who's working on it. So if I work on it, you'll get my basically my hand and my um, creative essence will look like uh, reflect that because everyone's hand and drawing technique is different. So um, if, you, if I get another animator and an illustrator, their technique will kind of flow through. So you really need to know why you're producing this type of video. If it's um, the, the uh, client I was working for, she had a really particular um, aesthetic and she wanted, it was actually for a um, a plane product where she wanted kids to sit on the plane and it was a, a kid's product and she wanted that illustrative, um, really bespoke look. Hey all, Jacqueline here, and I just need to interrupt for a second. Who has heard that video is key to growing your brand? Do you wish you had a video that could tell the story of your brand or showcase your product in a memorable way that would ultimately lead to more shares and hopefully go viral? Well, your wish is granted at Creative Pencil Studio, a boutique production studio that helps your brand come to life through video by using art and animation. Their mission is to create videos that showcase brands and products in creative and memorable ways. Creative Pencil Studio can create an animated video that will increase your online presence and ultimately your profitability. Sound amazing? It really is. So amazing that Mina and I are hiring them to do a video for each of our businesses. Creative Pencil Studio is offering our listeners a free strategy session, a video branding book, and storyboarding template. Make sure to grab them by clicking on the link below in the show notes. If you want to see examples of their animated videos and connect, head over to www.creativepencilstudio.com. And now back to the show. Again, so if you want something custom, something really unique, and you do have the budget for that, I definitely recommend cell animation because it's not going to be like another video that you produce um, online because of the custom bespoke feel to it. Um, again, so pros and cons about that, you know, it looks amazing, very custom. It takes a long time and it is it gets pricey. So that's 2D cell animation. 2D character animation, <laughs> think of Simpsons. <laughs> That's the best way I explain that. Again, takes a long time because if you think about it, we're rigging a character, we're giving a character bones um, and then we're making it move different parts of the body, moving their mouth, creating different mouths for different ways they speak. So again, a labor of love, um, but looks fantastic. I mean, if you've got a logo that has a character on it, we can make him or her or it talk. <laughs> so really an interesting way to um, brand yourself if you do have um, again a budget or and if you do want to go down that road of creating a character that talks for your brand or, or is your brand. 3D animation Basically, 3D animation is something that we don't personally do at Creative Pencil but can look amazing. Um, I think the best example to give you is um, if you've seen those ads with 
a Coke bottle or, or any type of like soft drink and then they explode um, and then they all they have ingredients flying out from, you know, all different dimensions. That's what 3D animation is. It looks amazing. And it's, a lot of corporate uh, companies use 3D animation. Um, so again, like a, a con would be if you don't want that glossy look um, for your brand. Um, again, budget, very, very um, technical and takes a long time to do 3D animation. Um, but I can definitely, you know, put, provide some links to some studios who are amazing at it um, if you do want to go down that road and if you do have a budget for that. Um, so, yeah, so 3D animation, again, for a solopreneur, entrepreneur who's just starting out um, with a smaller budget, I don't even think you need that unless you're going to a trade show or, um, you know, doing something on a larger scale. So that's 3D animation. Now, stop motion animation. So this is what Creative Pencil specializes in. Um, basically, what stop motion animation is, it's frame by frame movement of products uh, or objects that basically look like they're moving by themselves. <laughs> so for example, if a book crawls onto the screen, it opens up by itself, then something else pops out of it, maybe a banner, um, flowers come out of it. Basically, you're manipulating objects to make them look like they're moving by themselves. This type of animation is really popular online, firstly, because it's new. It's, well, it's not technically, it's not new. It's, it's a very old <laughs> type of animation, but that has, it's had a comeback. Um, and I think the next few years are going to be big for, it's like the trendy um, type of animation that's coming back in. Um, but basically, it's great for product users, a product, sorry, product entrepreneurs. It's a way to actually show your product firstly. It's a very tactile medium as well. You look, you, look, you see the form of, um, you see what's happening on screen, you see the product, you almost can feel the product moving. Um, so it's a great way to represent um, that and to show your brand in a fun, quirky way. Um, and we can do a lot of fun things with mixing these two types of animations. Um, so 2D and uh, stop motion work really well because like Mina said, we can use the product, we can have little labels and then have graphics on top of them. So that's again what um, Creative Pencil is known for. We take stop motion animation footage and then we animate on top of it with graphics and um, just make it pop a little with accents and um, things flying out and we can really do a lot of cool stuff with that. So if they want to see, if they actually want to see all these different versions of animation, where could they see that? I'll provide links to everything in the info kit so we can um, provide all those links to um, all the different types of GIFs, 2D, motion graphics, cell, uh, 3D stop motion and a mix. So yeah, I'll definitely be providing all the links. <laughs> and I love the stop motion because I just think about a couple of people that we work with or even my own, like when I have a brand that I've kind of stopped doing, but it's called Cuffs Couture. It would hold your key, your credit card, some cash, a lip gloss, and you'd wear it on your wrist. So it was a wrist wallet. And I just, and we always tried to do just graphics, you know, drawing like yeah. arrows pointing in, but stop motion would have been so cool if like, you know, the little cuff like opens up on its own and then everything jumps in and then everything jumps out. And, you know, you could see a credit card jump into the pocket and a credit card jump out of the pocket. Absolutely. Or if they're doing... Uh, like we have a plus size, uh, Lauren Copal, who was on um, a couple episodes ago. She has a plus size collection that's very kind of like nautical inspired East Coast. And she could almost have these like, it's plus size, but it could almost like be outfits that scooch in with like accessories or whatever it is. Or like you could draw a sun showing the, or a boat sailing behind the outfit exactly. um, and just showing the the clothes taking life without a model, which is... Exactly gonna save you money right there and then between Absolutely. model makeup and hair. 
Yeah, it's like having like a animated flat lay. They could get folded and then taken out of a suitcase on vacation and, you know, and things like that. I think it would be really cool. I know I was talking about like daycare prep, which would be the call to action is, you know, getting your kid ready for daycare. It's more informational. But another one would be like if the bottle was underneath a faucet because the main unique selling point of mine is that they're waterproof. So if it was like a doodled faucet or whatever, and then it's like running, you know, looks exactly. Like so just so many ideas. I love it so much. Absolutely. And I'd love to touch on what Jacqueline said as well, like replacing um, models and live action with uh, techniques like this is such a benefit because it does take time, effort and money to get live um, models, <laughs> to get people into the studio, to get them into your you know, production um, space. And really just, it takes a long day. It's a, it's a process to really get all those resources together. And stop motion can be used for services as well. So I know Jacqueline has a um, fashion design consultancy. You can use really cute uh, scissors and measuring tape and use, uh, basically um, represent your brand in different ways. So use objects and um, live, uh, you know, things around you and, and really use that, um, I, those icons and those symbols to communicate your brand. Um, so there's a lot to be done with stop motion and kind of think beyond just your product as well. If it has something else that you can relate it to. Um, yeah. So, so many ideas <laughs> we can, we can really go, go down that rabbit hole when it comes to ideation for stop motion. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just like, uh, you know how like infographics got really huge and people loved them and they just gave so much information at once. I feel Mm -hmm. like this is taking it to the next level because it's giving a lot of information, but it's animated. So it's so digestible and people are like, oh, that's really cute and really cool and so delightful. And it makes it more shareable. I mean, infographics are really, really shareable, but you have to go through the entire thing. It's very static and flat. So this is like a way to educate people, but they don't really know that they're learning. So it's wonderful. I love that you said that because I think that's, you've hit the nail on the head. It's people are watching your video, but they're not being sale like they're not being sold to they're not being bombarded with information about your product it's it's entertaining it can be educational and it should be fun it should be quirky it should be um entertaining i think that's the main thing and and it comes back down to being memorable um emotive and shareable like people love the uh, you know seeing new videos and and really want to, if they want to share them that's such a plus point and I think stop motion really does that well um, because it you do remember it like I remember seeing my first stop motion and going what is this this is amazing I, I want to be a part of this world <laughs> and then emotion you know you get that instant emotion and then shareable you want to share it so um, definitely I it's my favorite medium um, it's my favorite type of animation um, I do it for I, I even promote creative pencil using stop motion <laughs> because I just think it's the best way to you know, and it's a biz- it's a service business. It's not a product business. And on our landing page, we've got a stop motion um, demo reel, and the first scene is of Creative Pencil with a lot of different pieces of paper coming in to make the logo. So, uh, just another tip: like you can make your logo, you can make it an, into a paper logo and have it cut up and come together, or split it up, or scrunch up. So, so many different ideas, and I'd love to you know discuss them with anyone with um, when we talk about 
how you can get in contact with me. Um, but this is what we do. We, we love brainstorming different creative ideas to help your business come to life. <laughs> the three of us could take, like we were saying, like three hours on this call. Just all the- oh. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, my favorite thing about this is that it's so approachable because one of the struggles that I have having an actual physical product is doing those lifestyle photos. And yeah. this is you're able to bring in that lifestyle and that experience of that lifestyle without having to like show the lifestyle, you know, like, you know, um, one of the photos that it's taken me years to figure out is pulling the bottle out of the dishwasher. I know that sounds so silly, but because I couldn't find the perfect dishwasher, it was such a hurdle. Absolutely. (laughs) This would be perfect for that. Right. So you just somehow put the dishwasher in there, but yeah, a lifestyle photo, especially for like babies and kids and moms and stuff has been a struggle for me. So I feel like with any product, with any product-based business, with a physical product, you could do this for anybody, actually any business service or product, you know? Absolutely. Well, (laughs) saying that, so one of my clients, which was, this was a challenge and I'm so thankful for this opportunity, but I was approached by a lawyer, a domestic violence lawyer. Um, So she worked on a lot of serious cases and Basically, her personality is just an amazing woman who just wants to help people and, and promote her services in a different way. And law, you know, it's so <laughs> sterile, it's so, um, you know, serious that she really wanted to change the way people look at law. Um, and it, when I heard this, I was like, oh my gosh, you're preaching to the choir. Like, this is this was how I started this. <laughs> so we worked on a video that was just so heartfelt um, and the way we kind of changed the the meaning of kind of going to a lawyer um, to you know get some services and get help it it just transformed her business in terms of how people approach her now so um, the message and the point of that story was that don't feel that if you are a certain service or a certain business and you think I don't know if animation will be the right fit um, or if it's you know if it's too childish like I think some people think oh it's going to be too kid-like or kiddish, um, you, you'll be surprised how we can really turn that around and, um, you know, brainstorm some ideas on how to make it very sophisticated, very um, to the point and really represent your branding. And it all comes down to what you want to include in your brand, obviously. But um, yeah, there are definitely ways we can, you know, we could change the appearance of a, a law, a domestic violence law firm um, and rebranded that and used animation to communicate that message. So if we can do it for them, it, there's no limit, I think we can really work with a lot of different brands and yeah it's it's all about showing what you can do and what you um, are passionate about and why you're doing what you're doing so that's the main thing the medium is secondary but the message is is important um, so we help you do that <laughs> that's great to know so then what would be the next step for Mina and little labels so next step would be to, well, I will put all this together. Um, the next step will be a storyboarding session. So what I do is I go through all this information. I look through some references that she would have sent me, um, like what she mentioned. Like I like, uh, you know, these stop motion videos with a few doodles. So I'll go through and actually draw out a scene by scene, a mock-up of the video. Um, The reason why I do this is because when I was actually personally doing an animated video for a business, I didn't know what was going on for the three, four weeks that I was getting this um, animated. The animator took his time. Um, By the end of it, it was completely different. Like I had no, I couldn't even recognize my own video um, or what my vision was. So why I do this is because I want everyone to be on the same page from the get-go. I do a, a quick sketch of each scene 
um, as per the script that we have. So even if we don't have full sentences, if we say, you know, Mina has little labels, what it does, why you do it, a call for action, I draw a mock-up of this storyboard. After the storyboard, we go through it in our storyboarding session. Mina and I will go, okay, do you like this? Do you like this angle? And, you know, reinforcing the fact that there will be physical products and not sketches because sometimes when we do do um, 2D animation, I actually get the animators together and we all um, illustrate the actual scenes. So with stop motion, it's just a sketch because it will be your product or it will be a physical product. But with 2D animation, we will actually do a final cut of the, the scene. Um, that's why it takes a bit longer because we want you to see the actual storyboard like Disney does. <laughs> Disney goes through each and every individual frame and then you see the video in terms of frames um, at the end and then we animate that all together um, on a, obviously a very small scale at a creative pencil <laughs> but um but what we do for stop motion is exactly that we sketch them out so we um go well the bottle will go like this the label will come on um the text will come on um and so yeah so we kind of both have an idea of how it will look like at the end of um the the animation process the next step, if everyone's good with that, we start production. The actual animation, usually for stop motion, I'd like to say a week because I like to get my backgrounds ready. We have a lot of backgrounds in the studio, but I like to get um, all the resources I need. Sometimes if you want flowers or candles or whatever you want to style the, the video, I get that ready for you. Um, production, usually the actual shoot is normally one to two days. If Two days is very, um, it's stretching it if it's a huge, <laughs> uh, like a grand scale production. I normally can do it within the day. Um, so I like to say a week. So we'll give it a week. Then we go through revisions. So then I'll show Mina, this is the first cut. With stop motion, the, the thing is you only really get one chance. So by this time, the storyboarding session will have already given you an idea of what the video looks like. And in my experience, no, normally no one really changes or doesn't feel like it's the right fit after the storyboarding session because we've ruled out, we've ironed out all the kinks and we've um, figured out what's going to, what the motion, what motion is going to happen. Um, so yeah, so at this point we do the first revision. Um, if everyone's on board, we go to the second revision, we clean everything up. So retime things. Sometimes like I'm looking at it so often that sometimes it's a bit fast or it's a bit slow. So then we go, okay, Mina, do you want to, um, make sure the words are right? Like if every, everyone can read it in time, um, making sure all the information is in there. So we've got the second revision, we edit, render, sync up any vocals. So I didn't mention this before, but you can choose between music for your videos you can have a silent video you can have subtitles so then we go through what the best um, approach for this is because a lot of social media you don't need music and you don't need um, you don't really need a voiceover or anything and I don't like to, to you know I don't encourage people to go out and get music if you don't need to if this is going to go at a trade show if it's going to go at um, if you're going to use it in a pitch meeting um, for a VC or anything you want to you know do your best to do the best job and communicate that idea so it's basically again comes down to purpose if you don't need video for that type of um, emotion you're trying to get out don't use don't use music so that's what we do in post-production clean it up and then delivery and that's the final step so then we usually know um, at right from the get-go if you need it for uh, Instagram or YouTube so the dimensions are important um, but at this stage we will cut up your video um, depending on where you're using it so um, 12, 1280 by 720 is YouTube size, 1080 
is for Instagram. So we can, we square it up or rectangle it up <laughs> for you for whatever purpose you need, uh, whatever platform you need. So that's basically it. That's the process. We've got the introductory chat, a storyboarding session, pre-production, production, post-production and delivery. That's All I have to say is, holy moly, um, Jacqueline, <laughs> don't you think everybody needs to get on this when her turnaround is in a week? Just got photos that took four weeks to do. <laughs> Which were good, but yeah. So, okay. So I just want to go step back for everybody and say, they, you had told us, we had done a, like a pre-call chat that Facebook favors, did you say 30 second videos? It really depends. So like the Facebook advertising, um, they always change their, you know, their algorithm. So I'm not an expert in Facebook advertising, but they always say that 30 seconds is um, recommended. And I, I suggest 30 seconds is um, the best, um, I guess the best length for a video because you're not it's not over, uh, it's not bombarding people with information. You do really get a lot of information in that 30 seconds. Um, the first six seconds is where you want to really engage people um, and get the most um, important information or at least surprise them um, and have that emotional element in the first six seconds. Um, and then the 30 seconds, definitely cap it if you can for the first 30. Yeah. So would you suggest 30 seconds about also for like uh, a video on your landing page? Yeah, uh, thirty like seconds. Yeah, thirty seconds to a minute for your landing video, uh, landing page because this is where you really want to give as much information as possible. Um, I suggest like keep it under a minute as a rule. Like I think don't go over two minutes. People have no attention span. Isn't that <laughs> it is. It's crazy, isn't it? But a we can also binge watch like seventeen uh, episodes of something. Also. Exactly. The human body is amazing. The mind is amazing. Um, but yeah, like I think keep it as a guide, keep your videos from 30 to uh, 30 seconds to a minute. Um, anything shorter than 10 seconds is great for social. So if you want something to post on social, uh, and that means, you know, Snapchat, Instagram, uh, Facebook, 10, 10 seconds is great. <laughs> so then would you suggest that if they came to work with you, that they would invest in a longer video? For me, let's say, I would say like if I was doing a video on designer consulting co-op, which I think I will be working with, I am working (laughs) with you on that. It might be, you know, up to a minute video. And then I can also pay you to repurpose clips from that video into all sorts of things, right? So like into a GIF, into a boomerang, into a Facebook ad. So it's kind of like go for the bigger chunk and then, and then break it down. Exactly. And what we do, we, um, when we're quoting you, we will quote you for the package of, of repurposing everything. So um, I always suggest, yeah, get a bigger video because we can always, and you can do that too. Like, uh, you know, we, you can do a basic edit at home as well if you need to, in, you know, further on in the piece, so two years from now, if you would just want half the video, you can do that yourself. So always go for the bigger video because it's, it's better to have all the content with you. Um, and then this is another thing, a side note that I suggested, any branding you have, guys, like logos, uh, aesthetics, fonts, keep them with you because I've worked with so many entrepreneurs that have their fonts at their graphic designers um, studio or they have their logo designed by three graphic designers. But keep this all with you because when you do the video, it will all be used and repurposed. So um, keep, this is just a complete side note, but it's so important when you think about branding for your video, you want all the colors, all the, brand, all the um, logos, any aesthetics that you use in your branding um, should always, you should have a copy of everything, um, especially fonts. I find that it looks completely, if you've got Helvetica and then 
comic SM or something. <laughs> you know, it looks completely off. So always keep your branding. And that's uh, ducktails into what I was saying before. So I will give you all the assets that you need, um, especially if you do do a bigger video, this is great. So then you can, you know, chop it up. I can chop it up for you and we can do a quote. So we have a Pinterest image and then an um, Instagram video and a Facebook uh, ad all through the one video that we shot. So I want you to be able to use this per, uh, use this content, you know, for at least the next few years. I don't want you to just create a video and then forget about it after the the Facebook run that you've had, <laughs> the Facebook ad that you've, you know, done for about three, four months and that's it. Um, so that's the evergreen content is the goal at Creative Pencil. <laughs> I love your suggestion about the email. And I would cut that one minute video into like 10 second bits and then I'd have a 10 part sequence or something, you know, one of the, I forget whose email that it was that it popped open, but she was launching something and, um, she was like, my son's excited too. And he was just like, (laughs) his arms up like this in a boomerang, you know, just like a little boy, but it was so cute. It was so delightful. And, um, like something like that, where you said like the hairdryer going around or something where it's just like, oh, that's really cool, you know, and in welcoming. I feel like it just draws you in. Exactly. And it can be so simple, guys. Like, don't think too, um, you know, just don't get too complicated. Think about what your business is and the essence of it. And, you know, sometimes an apple will, uh, you know, demonstrate the farmer's market or, you know, if you've got a, um, a service business, what, what do you use in your service? Like, what tools do you use? Think about really, you know, think creative, think outside the box, but keep it simple because that's what people are going to be drawn to, the simplicity of it and how we can make that um, a, a little uh, quirky. <laughs> so, Mina, I have a question for you. For our listeners, if they're, so there's a lot of our listeners are product-based. So they might be singular product, maybe some SKUs in there, sort of like little labels or um, lactation cookies or, you know, cupcake kits, that sort of thing. But how about a multi-skew brand or, or somebody who is season seasonally driven? So I'll just bring up my fashion, my fashion peeps where their, their brand is their brand, but then they're changing their collection. What do you think about a video for that? I think you have to really keep it simple. Don't try to get all your products into one freaking video. Like, like, make it easy on yourself. Um, Mine fit together because that day, for instance, that daycare prep one was um, getting prepared for clothes and uh, baby bottle labels. But honestly, I would probably just use my most popular product. I think by now you know what that is. Animal Friends baby bottle labels. Like I mentioned this all the time. And um, because it's just very simple, I know I can use it for a very long time. I know it's been popular for years and it has a very clear call to action at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas instead of, hey, check out our clothing labels, check out our baby bottle labels, check out this, check out that, um, check out our new collection. Though I do think it's beneficial to do seasonal though, especially if you have a launch, this would be amazing. If you're launching a new collection or even if you're a service base, we should do this for holiday to Halo, right? <laughs> our new group coaching program. Yes. And it could be like money falling from the sky. Um, (laughs) So like, I think it's brilliant for like launches and um, showing like huge things, but breaking it down really simply. And then, but you can only have probably one product and one call to action. Yeah. So just talking about this was um, thinking about Target and their ads, how when the summer comes, they kind of have like the ball bouncing from the girl in the pretty sundress and it bounces to like, a kid in a pool and then it bounces to somebody else. So maybe it is if you are a seasonal line for, I'm just going to say fashion again, fashion, sometimes clients will have like four to five collections a year. Some will have 
too. So even if there's like a spring, summer and a fall, winter, or if your big sale time like is holidays, it could be a lead in where it's the essence of the the brand and the collection for that season. And then you could run it for at least two quarters or like half the year. Yeah, exactly. That sounds like a great idea. Invest in your busiest season for Mm -hmm. sure. You know, so then like mine would be summertime series or whatever and um, back to school. You know, I mean, Target is huge for back to school. So if you need to invest somewhere, pick like when you're going to be selling the most so you can sell more in that season. Mm Mm-hmm. So Avanti, this is so useful. Like we're so excited because I think that we are hiring you for all three of our businesses. <laughs> I'm so excited. You so much. <laughs> I'm so excited. I have been thinking about your brands like day and night because I've just been thinking about so many different ideas we can, you know, explore. There's so much we can do. I'm so excited. <laughs> so we, we're going to take our listeners along on sort of like behind the scenes. I might do a off air, like a Facebook live with you on designer consulting co-op. We want to do one for the product boss Um, and talking about this is like, we should totally do one for our coaching program and sort of like (laughs) explain two brains are better than one. (laughs) Connection. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Take our two brains and meld them with animation. Um, So tell us about how our listeners can find you and you are so awesome because you actually created a bunch of goodies for them. So tell tell everybody about what you've done for them. Absolutely. So you can find me at uh, www.creativepencilstudio.com and if you go to the uh, contact us page, there's a contact page there you can fill out and that goes straight to me and then we can lock in a strategy session, um, which is free for you guys, for all the listeners today. It's a 30-minute strategy session, for particularly for video branding. So we can go through some concepts, some brainstorming um, sessions with you and just figure out what you need for your business, uh, why you need a video and the purpose behind everything. So it's usually a lot of fun. Um, we can you know, talk about everything that you're thinking in your head about video and I can answer as many questions as you, um, as you need uh, in that 30 minutes. And um, I've also created a video branding book um, and that goes through exactly the same thing, uh, just questions you need to answer uh, before you start producing your video. So hopefully that's, um, that's really useful and I think it will be just great to go through and, and think about your video before you start. <laughs> and then did you also create a template for our listeners? I did. I created a storyboarding template, which is what I actually use when I'm mapping out um, people's videos and uh, mapping out the visual aspects of video making. So it's basically a four squares um, on an A4 piece of paper that you just go, lines that you just can fill out uh, graphically. So you can go through and draw um, different concepts, different ideas, and they're in the shape of a YouTube um, t- uh, 12 80 by 720 rectangle um, so you can visualize your video as you go um, and then you can send that to me as well and we can go through that and um, yeah so I'm looking forward to seeing uh, seeing everybody and, and talking to everybody about their uh, videos <laughs> this is so great because we have our masterminds in our group coaching program and we are talking you know they're always bringing up how do we use Facebook we hear about Facebook lives we hear about video so many of them think that or want to invest in um, influencers yeah and but we have a top secret one of our clients um, she I'm not going to say what she does because she's so viral. Her business is so viral that she, like, people don't realize how this product, like, how it's gone viral on Pinterest. Wow. And- how much it yields a singular product. And and she doesn't want people to know how because she doesn't want to get knocked off. Yeah. So you could do that investment in paying somebody, you know, 
from $500 to a couple thousand dollars at like an influencer to do a pitch. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this is like you said, evergreen content. So once you put it up, it starts to take on its own life and live on its own. And obviously working with you, it would be this awesome video that, um, (laughs) you know, but they could only imagine. And I ask all of you to try taking her template and doing your own, um, boomerang video. Cause it's something we could all easily do. Absolutely. I'm sure, you know, like boomerang it, right? Like, so put out like what you're thinking, like for me, like sort of a dress form turning. I don't think that that's, who knows, but there'd have to be text over it, right? Like what's the point maybe, but you'll probably do it and go, why am I doing this? I need to hire creative pencil because (laughs) there's only so much time we all have in our day. Absolutely. But you know what? That's a great exercise. And what you can do is definitely use that template. Um, And I've put some resources as well. So you can use that template, um, do a frame by frame um, breakdown of what you want to, what you want your video to look like and use resources like Canva or um, online tools that I've mentioned in the branding book that you can actually try and put it together yourself. Because I, you know, at the end of the day, we want everyone's businesses to do really well. We want to put everyone, you know, out there and video is a great way to do it. So I'm here to help you. Um, do that. And if Creative Pencil can help um, elevate that, that will be amazing. Um, but the, the point of that is to really get you to think about your video in terms of its its own life form. Like don't think of it as just something you have to do for your business for today or tomorrow. Think about it more as a long-term, um, long-term fix. <laughs> Yeah. And that's what I think a lot of people should do. Jacqueline, you were talking about collections. If you do your own gifts or boomerangs, which is pretty easy and approachable, you could do 10 gifts, let's say, and then you could hire creative pencil to do the hard stuff, the, you know, the stop motion animation, which I thought of a name for your packages because you said Uh it earlier and I was like, ding light bulb. (laughs) You should name it. Physical products, digital graphics. Oh, that's fantastic, <laughs> Mina. You know how hard it is to like actually name my packages. So that is, I'm totally going to um, use that and give you full credit. <laughs> <laughs> because it is, it's hard with that physical product, you know. Yeah, so, yeah definitely reach out, everybody. There is, um, the range is We'll have that in the show notes of the prices and everything. But I think they just, you know, it's really approachable and affordable if depending on what you want. Right. So, but I think, I think the word is affordable because it is something that is an investment into your business, but not a crazy investment. So some people are spending $10,000 on developing their websites, right? It depends on what everyone has their own scale of, of their investment, but this is something that I feel like is pretty accessible, especially if it's evergreen. Absolutely. Um, so if you've listened to our podcast, you know that we like to ask these fun questions at the end. There's sort of like a rapid fire question and um, it helps us kind of get to know you better and it just sort of, you know, it's fun. (laughs) So are you ready? I am. (laughs) Okay. All right. So what is your favorite coffee order? Uh, Latte skim. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because in Australia I do flat white, but I've had to change to a skim latte. (laughs) Did you do flat whites here though? People are ordering them. They started. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited about that. (laughs) And if you've watched this video, because this is our our video series, we're basically we're attempting to record this on video and get it posted on Facebook and whatnot. Um, but we were all sipping our coffees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Need the coffee. <laughs> so what is your favorite thing on your desk? Oh, my peonies, but they, they're starting to die today. So oh, I normally so have uh, fresh flowers on my table. Which I love. That's, that's so special. <laughs> like fresh flowers. That's like, 
That's glamorous. Oh, nothing better than pause. <laughs> so finish this sentence. When I pick up my phone, I... Oh, it's so embarrassing, but I get on Instagram. It's not embarrassing. We all oh, do it. It's, it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> so, okay, another one to finish. You wish you knew how to... Surf. I feel so embarrassed that I'm from Australia and I don't know how to surf. An Aussie that lives in Los Angeles. <laughs> exactly. That 15 minutes from the beach on a good day. <laughs> exactly. With no season. So it's with no season. Weather. Oh my gosh. You're putting me to shame, guys. I'm, <laughs> it's something I really wish I would have learned as a kid. <laughs> Well, it's never too late, right? You exactly. taught yourself animation. Come on. <laughs> this is a bit more life-threatening, I think. I feel like I, it's like a, a ride-or-die situation with the surfing. <laughs> so great. Um, what was the last show you binge-watched? Oh, oh, I binge-watch shows all the time, but I would say um, Orange is the New Black. Oh, that's a good one. Coming uh, out in June, mid-June. Oh, Um, what should the title on your business card actually say goes with the flow (laughs) that's good and then do you have an alter ego or stage persona well I'm a flamenco dancer so I actually have a stage persona (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) that's amazing so I do um it's something that I just I've I've been doing since I was a kid um I started with Indian classical and um, moved into flamenco when I was 15 and I've been doing it ever since um I used to tour and now it's just it's it's a hobby it's my meditation like dancing is just what I do so what's her name does she have a name Oh, oh, do I have a name? Oh, it is, you know, it's, um, you know, it was my Starbucks name for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Oh, man. It, it was, it was silly. It was, it was like, um, uh, Consuela or something like that. It was, that's it, awesome. It, yeah. It, I love it. It was, it was, <laughs> it was and that's like one, not but, an easy Starbucks name, by the way. So no. they might all be like, Thank you for that, Avanti. Like, yeah, which one do you want to give me? It was like, yeah, it was. Um, I, I always use Ava actually for for Starbucks because I, it's just shorter and, and no yeah. one knows how to say Avanti. But um, I, I never actually. I take it back. I never really had a stage name, but um, but as like, I, I think if I never did law, if I never did um, animation, I would just try and become a filmmaker dancer and move to Spain (laughs) because that's something I would just you know if money and you know time and and resources weren't an issue I would just move to Spain Seville and become a filmmaker dancer so I don't actually have a stage name but that's my persona um in my alternate universe (laughs) I mean I love it best best answer to that question (laughs) so far so thank you again so um our listeners can find you at creativepencilstudio.com and we are going to put all the links in the show notes because she has so many goodies and giveaways and everyone, this is super special for you. So creative pencil is sponsoring the, these three episodes that we're doing on video. And this is for you. Like this is something that she's doing directly for our listeners. So make sure to take advantage of it. Yeah. We want to teach everybody how to really leverage their physical product into the video world. And basically this is like our solution is the digital graphics and the animation that anybody can do. And so you're not having to, like, we're not saying, Hey, get on a series for Facebook live. And it feels so overwhelming and so hard. This is something where you can actually like leverage it over and over and over for every you know, social media platform and then push you a conversion. So that's what I love about it. 
Well, thank you for being here on the Product Boss Podcast. Thank you so much, guys. I had such a great time and you guys are amazing. I listen to your podcast all the time. So being on it is such an honor. Um, But no, thanks for all the information you've been giving out to everybody. It's super useful. (laughs) Well, thank you. We're so happy that you're a part of it. Thanks, everybody. Loved this episode of the Product Boss Podcast? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We would so appreciate it.